Good morning. Today. Go. I don't know what today is. <laughs> today is November the seventh. Yes, year of our Lord, twenty twenty-three. It's Tuesday, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbit. Here we go. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for Good morning. We'll uh, play a little something while you guys find it.
that fun song? I love that. That's so good. Throwback. Throwback Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you for coming up and playing a song with us. Thank you, daughter. Thank you, son-in-law. Daughter, wife. Michael's done headed out to work. That's one thing about us changing the time is we don't get Michael much anymore because he works. Yeah, so we already went. He he was gone. I got up at six and he was already gone. Yeah. So. Good morning. Welcome to our kitchen. We're back home from our trip, Lisa and I's trip, where we R-U-N-N-O-F-T to find out if we still liked each other or not. We do. I think we'll be just fine. <laughs> oh, just playing around. We're just playing around. But yeah, it was it was really good. We enjoyed hey, ourselves. While you need some special time to reconnect. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. You sure do. You sure do. And so, listen, I got a couple of, uh, there's there's revival going on in New York City. Uh, it's looking pretty good. I, I was sent some uh, uh, clips of it, and it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Any of you guys know about that this morning? Um, because I was listening while you played it. Yeah, well, I was just a little of the preaching. It was good preaching, too. It was he good. Was he wasn't pulling no punches. I mean, he's preaching the truth right there. Times Square. I mean, he's this preaching it, buddy. City. Huh? You being silly? All right, guys. So uh, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program from Friday. We're in Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. Picking up with verses 6. Verse 6 here, and uh, we shared with you, let me get over here to where I can throw the scriptures up, shared with you that we are in a portion of Proverbs now to where a lot of the Proverbs, they're like two or three of the Proverbs are together for a thought. And so that is what we have here. So the first one we are talking about is verses 6, 7, and 8. And I'll throw them up now. 6, 7, and 8. Lord, be with us as we read your holy word. Speak to our hearts. Enlighten us to your ways. In the precious name of Jesus, Yeshua, our King. Amen. All right, guys. 6, 7, 8 says, Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you. But his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. Well, cool proverb, right? So what is a miser? So miser would be one who has an evil lie. One of the things we talked about is there's, there's, the Bible talks about those who have a good eye and those who have an evil eye. Now, scripturally speaking, a good eye means a generous eye. An evil eye means a stingy eye. That's what a miser is. A miser is one who is a, he's like a hoarder. He's stingy. He's greedy. greedy. And uh, so and just, just, just to help you out, when you're reading, when, when uh, Jesus is saying, you know, don't store up your treasures in heaven. I mean, don't, don't uh, store up your treasures in heaven. Don't store them up here on earth. And then the next thing he says is, if your eye is good, 
right? If your eye is good, if your eyes, your whole body will be filled with light. And that's what he's talking about. And when you put that in the context, look at what's before it, look at what's after it, it helps you understand what Jesus was talking about, being generous or not generous, a good eye. And so here he says, don't eat the bread of a miser, nor desire delicacies. In other words, he's being false. He's offering you things, but he's actually greedy and he's not true. It's always hard. He says, eat and drink, but be careful because his heart isn't with you. Now, this made me this this made me think of a time. This happened to me one time. My cousin's wife's dad had a restaurant in Carthage. He had an all-you-could-eat buffet. Uh, and <laughs> back in those days, when I was in my early twenties, I could eat a whole lot of food. Well, he had an all-you-could-eat buffet, and I was eating. And he'd literally come out. You remember that, Lisa? He'd literally come and he said, "You're killing me. You you can't eat this." I said, "It's all you eat, all you can eat buffet." He said, "Yeah, but this is ridiculous. I can't handle this." <laughs> so by, I immediately thought of that when he says, "Eat and drink," you know, for whatever the money was. You know, twelve dollars. You need all you want. And he's like, "No, you can't eat all you want. <laughs> Just you know, eat a good portion." And then that'd be it. <laughs> I ate so much when I was young. It was crazy. And I have a grandson who is just like me. His name is Aaron Scott. And he is just like me. He eats like an adult. And he's, huh? <laughs> yeah, still to this day. Uh, and then verse 8 there, he says, The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant word. Basically, it's saying you're going to regret it. Be careful you're going to have regret, okay? And so not everybody, everybody doesn't necessarily mean what they say. And so you could use this proverb uh, understanding that sometimes people pretend to be a way that they are not. Mm -hmm. And you need to be wise uh, because everybody is uh, not like they pretend to be. All right, verse 9 says, now verse 9 does stand alone. It says, speak do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. He will not hear it. Man. Now, the immediate thing I thought, I thought about when I read this, I thought about the marketing, um, I even wrote it down here, the marketing rule. There's a marketing rule of if somebody hears something, they have to hear something seven times before they will buy your product or whatever, before it'll sink in, it'll get a hold of them. But basically what this proverb is saying, there are some people that are kind of foolish and uh, there comes a time when you're just wasting your words. Just just stop it because you're not doing any good. You know, it's not helping the situation because the person doesn't have ears to receive what you are saying. Right, and so this can happen a lot. I mean, this different different ways in our life. I believe this does happen a lot, and it's it's at times it's like, okay, I told you everything I know to tell you, you're not listening. I ain't gonna say it anymore. I ain't gonna say it anymore. Now I do think you know, if you raise kids, then you know, you got to say things often. You, we want to say, we only. I'm only gonna tell you this once, but 
in reality. Don't make me tell you again. Don't make me tell you again. But in reality, sometimes it does take a few times for somebody to hear. But this is talking about the hearing of a fool. And the fool is one who will not hear. Just will not hear what you're saying. And they're going to go do what they're going to do, no matter what advice you give them. Okay? I've had people ask me for advice. I have given, I mean, direct advice, advice on a situation. Pastor, give me some advice on this situation. I poured my heart out, gave them advice, told them about how I didn't do the right thing and where I ended up. And they hear, and then they go do exactly the opposite of what I told them. Yep. You ever had that happen? Yep. <laughs> we all have. So, basically. So, you know, there comes a time where it's like, okay, I'm just going to quit saying anything. But they do need a time to hear, but but there, there's a time to speak and there's a time to just say, I'm refraining from speaking anymore. You have not heard me. I'm done. Verse 10 and 11 goes together again. And let's just go ahead and read it. We've already discussed this once. Remember, Proverbs come round and round again. Because as you're reading through the book, these wise sayings you need to hear again and hear again. He says, do not remove the ancient landmark nor enter the fields of the fatherless. For their Redeemer is mighty. He will plead their cause against you. Now, literally speaking, I shared with you, literally speaking, this is talking about the property lines. The ancient landmarks, literally speaking, means property lines, boundaries that were set. And there's landmarks that marked the property line. Don't remove them, he says, okay? And don't enter the fields of the fatherless. What does that mean? Well, the fatherless is those who are poor, those who cannot protect their land, those who cannot defend their boundaries. You better not be entering them. Don't take advantage of those that are hurting. Because then he says, for their Redeemer is mighty. What he's saying is, God is their Redeemer. Now, the Redeemer was the one in your family that would plead your cause. He was the one who uh, would fight your battles. He was the one who would come after and defend. He was the defender of the family, the Redeemer of the family. He was a family member. And what the proverb is saying is, God is their Redeemer. And that is to say, God looks out for the poor. God looks out for the fatherless. The Bible, from cover to cover, says you better not take advantage of people who cannot defend themselves because God is their defender and it's not going to go good with you. I mean, that's basically what it is saying. Now, spiritually speaking, symbolically speaking, yes, ancient landmarks can refer to the customs and traditions of the elders. So there is a symbolic, spiritual, a figurative uh, understanding as well that can be talking about customs and things like that. But this is what it means in the literal, what the proverb means in the literal. Uh, you better not be taking advantage of people. Okay? Amen and amen. Next would be verse 12. Let me move this up. Here we go. Boom. Verse 12 says... Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. 
Apply your heart to instruction. This is just saying it again. Your ears to words of knowledge. Listen to people that's smarter than you. <laughs> you want to gain wisdom? You want to gain understanding? Don't take advice from people that are not making good decisions. Yeah, and don't just hang out all the time with people you think you're smarter than. Oh, amen to that. That's good, babe. You know, we need to hang out sometimes with people who are... You know, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. I mean, you can't. You need. You need to learn. We all need to continue to grow. And trust me, there's always somebody. I don't care what you think. There's always, always somebody wiser, smarter. But in general, whatever. But you are pointing your finger at me. You, there's always somebody. That's there's smarter. always somebody smarter than me too. That's that's why often I'm like I don't. Sometimes yeah, I'm like I don't even know why I do this verse by verse teaching because I'm like you know. It's, it's the internet age. There's so many teachers out there smarter than me and wiser than me. But I, I maybe I say it in a way that speaks to some of you guys. And <laughs> But yes, there's a lot of, there's always people wiser than you. Surround yourself with people smarter. And I will say, and, and getting wisdom. Your, as far as, you know, kudos to you, you do seek out and listen to all different kinds of debates and professors and you're always you know willing to listen to both sides sometimes it's an aggravation doing that you know but <laughs> but that's a good thing because yeah. that's how we learn and how we don't get um you know for a long time we held to something that wasn't actually true and then when we heard truth it was like oh Wow, we, yeah. we've been doing this wrong. We've just been repeating what right. was told us all this time. Right, right, right. And then we started getting in there and digging and seeking truth. If you seek the truth, you'll find it. Amen. That's true. No, it is true. It's good. And and, and the reason that that is so important to do is because there's actually a proverb for that. I can't tell you which one it is, but y'all know that it's there. And it's like when one steps up and gives his case, he sounds right till the next one steps up. Well, if you've never heard a good argument over something or a good debate over something, how do you know your position's right? Maybe you haven't considered all the scriptures. And so uh, what we always want to do is let this be our final word. That's my opinion. Let this be our final word. But, you know, this is a big book. <laughs> and you can study it for years and still not put this and this together sometimes. So amen to that. 1817? Yeah. Okay. I knew we'd been there already. Next is, well, we've already done this one too, and, and we did a long one on this one, so we won't go long here. But it says, verse 13 and 14 said, Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with the rod, he will not die. And it's literally meaning spanking, yes. You shall beat him with the rod and deliver his soul from hell. Again, Show the grave. You're going to instill in him some wisdom. Hopefully, you're going to, that's the proverb that's going to keep him from going to the grave too soon. Going to hell. Save his soul from hell. Now, I just wanted to say one thing, because we covered this, but I wanted to talk about how natural this is. I'll never forget being at a zoo and watching the monkeys. And the mama, there's a mama monkey and there's a baby monkey. And that baby monkey, the, the mama is saying something. Okay, I don't understand it at all. 
but the baby monkey's not listening. That baby monkey's got a diaper on. I'll never forget this because it blew me away. And here comes Mama and starts climbing after. Well, when Mama starts climbing after the baby monkey, it comes down. She grabs it by the arm and takes it over to the to the uh, little shelter, swatting it on the butt. A monkey. And I'm like, the trainers didn't train these monkeys to do that. That is a mama right there. That's what that is. That's a mama saying, hey, come, you better get over here. <laughs> but I just, just blew me away how just absolutely natural that, that is. Hallelujah. Let's see, what time is it? Here we go. All right. We can do one more. 15 and 16. 15 and 16. Says, my son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. One of the places we were at recently, and I can't even remember where, Lisa said how much of a blessing it is when we see our children walking in the truth. And this is exactly what the proverb is speaking. He said, my son, when you're thinking wisely, when you're acting wisely, when wise stuff is coming out of your mouth, it does my heart good. It makes me so happy. And I, I agree with this. It does. You know, I could be listening to one of my kids talking to somebody about a scripture and then I hear them explaining that scripture to somebody and my heart just fills up with joy. It's it's the right kind of pride, not the wrong kind of pride. <laughs> that I'm just proud of my kids, right? And that's what he says here. He's like, yes, my inmost being will rejoice. My heart rejoices, right? Uh, of course, we're proud of our kids. We're proud of their achievements. Amen. But what means the most to me is when my kids are acting godly. You see, our kids are so much more godly at their age than Lisa and I were. And we're just so proud that they listened to us kind of sharing with them our terrible mistakes. And you know what? I think you should be honest with your kids. I think you should just, you know, no parent is perfect and we mess up and we have messed up. And uh, so you got to teach your kids, but not from a better than you perspective. It's more like, hey, when I was in my 20s, let me tell you how I lived. And let me tell you all the scars, all the bruises, all the heartaches. And you know what? I would even say that even though our kids have not fell into to the hellish traps that Lisa and I fell into, you still have your own scars. You still have your own wounds. Just, I mean, just from living life, you know. So it's it's at least good to take out those that can be avoided. And so we teach our children well and lead them in the paths of righteousness so that they will live a blessed life. Thank you for being part of Daybreak. Uh, probably these guys will be on here in the morning, right? Uh we are just so thankful for all that God is doing. Thank you for being here.
thank you for being willing to jump in the Bible and study the Bible together in this little Bible study. Um, we need revival terribly bad all over this place. And so while I'm very, very happy and just ecstatic that revivals are breaking out in other countries, I mean, pastor in Cuba is telling me, he's like, come down here, pastor. The fire is falling down here. It is falling down here. It makes me want to run to Cuba, you know, because there's such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost or to New York, Times Square, where there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit right now. But you know what? We need to be seeking the fire to fall right here. Amen. If we we need it in somewhere. Smith County. You need it wherever you're listening from. You need it there. Pastor Masih needs it in Lahore, Pakistan. Right? Uh, Brother Wiljean needs it in Haiti. We need revival. We need the Spirit of God to speak to us. We need Him to open heavens and pour out upon His people. We're desperate for it, and we're going to have to have it. We're going to have to have it. God come. God be with us. Okay, I'm going to get off here. I'm sorry. I'm just rambling. Mm. You be blessed, okay? Let's say the Lord's Prayer, and we'll get off here together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. All right. I love you, saints. See you soon. I can't, can't see the button. There it is. All right. Bye.